I have a confession to make. All right, here he goes. <laughs> a little, Alrighty. a little, uh, you know, a little ongoing from the ending of last episode. We were talking about coffee, right? Talking about coffee. Oh, no. Talking about how I'm a big evening time coffee drinker. I drink a lot right. of coffee throughout the day. But you know what I haven't been we able to do? We talked about how wrong that is. Whatever. You know what I haven't been able to do the last seven days? Drink mm. coffee. And I'm mm. be honest. I'm be honest. I'm be honest. First couple of days sucked. But again, I'm gonna be honest. I feel yeah. This, I, this is hard for him to say. I feel kind of good. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a placebo. Maybe my brain is playing <laughs> mind tricks on me. I don't know. But I'm feeling pretty good. I I've been waking up early. Ramadan, by the way, I didn't even mention it's Ramadan. Ramadan Mubarak. All of my Muslims, all of my non-Muslims. Um, I've been waking up for Sehri, and I have been staying up. I drink my coffee, I twiddle on my phone a little bit, I go outside, <laughs> and I read a book for like an hour and a half so to two hours. So who would have thought that who like thought? not drinking coffee, not drinking four coffees a day would actually make you feel better? Honestly, like, I like why didn't anybody ever tell me that I don't have to drink so much coffee to like have like I actual- I think people like, have told you. Nah, people have like never came and be like, yo, Mashin, you should like, everybody's just like peer pressuring me like, oh, keep drinking more coffee. Like, keep like keep going. Like, I bet you can't do four. I bet you can't do five. And it's like, <laughs> who's, who's peer pressuring you? <laughs> Everybody. Like, like my mom. My right. mom's like, drink more coffee. <laughs> right, right, right. But, so now but, we're lying during Ramadan. But uh, Ramadan has been good. Um, I've been uh, enjoying yeah. Ramadan. I'm a little hungry right now, but- I'm good. Not complaining. Yeah, Ramadan has been good. It's been good. You know, I've been eating a lot. You know, it's so <laughs> funny because like, you know, in my family and like when I make my own food and stuff, I eat a lot. Like obviously after 15 plus hours of not eating, you're supposed to eat. Tell me why Mashun's plate <laughs> Mashun's plate <laughs> has a piece of lettuce on it, no, a piece of strawberry, listen. and that's his whole meal. And it's like, you can't do that after fasting i'm in a i'm in a caloric deficit right now and (laughs) it's more than just a piece of lettuce okay i have a nice salad and i have nice fruits and then after that i'll make like a little like chicken pita wrap something i don't know but so why is it the other day you told me that you're about to faint at the gym you're like (laughs) you're like i was about to throw up i was about to faint because i didn't eat enough no that's not the truth see why are you twisting stories such a gaslighting (laughs) that's not how the story went i was felt like passing out because i went to the gym right after i ate i learned you're not supposed to do that thank you google now i know right but um to to make things negative real quick um my coworkers are so like dismissive of ramadan it's so crazy if one of y'all are listening right now close your ears no I, honestly they should be listening <laughs> but it's they like should learn a thing or two. but it's like 11 uh, 11 hits psh, crack open the corona <laughs> noon hits psh, Warm up the bacon. <laughs> 1 p.m. hits. <laughs> Take a shot of Casamigos. Make, make the gelatin. <laughs> it's, the gelatin. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Freaking 2 p.m. hits. Freaking say, go to church. Like, they're so <laughs> dismissive of the fact that it's Ramadan. Literally on the first day, one and a half people said Ramadan. Literally, like, one of my coworkers, I walked in. He was like, <laughs> one and a half. No, one, one of the girls said Ramadan Mubarak. And then uh, one of the guys, which is kind of cute, he was like, Mastrun, Eid Mubarak. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> like, you tried to teach him? Yeah, I taught him. I was kind of caught off guard in the beginning. I was like, I was like buddy, <laughs> hello? 
<laughs> he was so excited too. And then he was so he sad tried. when I cor- he was so sad when I corrected him. He was like, "Oh," <laughs> and he just like turned around. Uh, but anyways, hiding his tears. <laughs> anyways, welcome back to our podcast, our beautiful podcast titled "Difficultish Podcast About <laughs> South Asian Narratives." My name is Mashnoon Munir. I am a Hukan. And we're talking about something crazy today, aren't we? But before we get into that, <laughs> before we get into that, rate us, review us. We're at like 400 something. I want to see 500. I want to see 500. Can we get the 500 by tonight? Maybe. I'll make a couple accounts. I'll help y'all out. I'll help y'all out. <laughs> Um, leave us a review. The <laughs> I didn't even tell you about that. It just, I just yeah, remembered. That's, it. That was a new one for me. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, rate us, review us, Apple Podcast, review us. Please say nice things about us. Follow on Instagram, Difficultish. Follow us on TikTok, Difficultish Podcast. And mm, follow the two mm-hmm. of us. Um, yeah. So today we're talking about something, you know, very personal to the to the South Asian community. You know, we have we have a lot of, you know, female listeners, you know. And the thing about female listeners and our crowd especially, we got a lot of things to say, right? And you know, Mashuna and I, we we're co-hosts, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, yeah. we have a lot of episodes centric around just like universal things in the South Asian community. We have a lot of, you know, just just like universal stuff but it's like yeah. when are we gonna have an episode directed at the men in the south asian community oh that are pretty you know they got some work to do so oh, we wow, you know wow. put up a little story about like what is it that these south asian men can fix what can we help them do what conversation should be had with these south asian men mm-hmm. y'all like broke our dms like, no, literally, it was we had wild. to make a new Instagram. Like we couldn't handle how many responses <laughs> we got. My God, I we get it. So many. You responses. hate me. You don't want me on this podcast. You don't no, want no, men no. on the pla- we, on the planet. We wanted it. to do this episode because we wanted, you know, Mashun is a man, so we wanted him <laughs> right. to like talk about some of these things, yeah, um, from his perspective, and just like bring more light to this because it is very untalked about, right? So we might make a part two to this. Let us mm. know if we should. Yeah. But we got a few things to actually not a few things. We got a lot of things to, you know, mention in this episode that we're excited to talk about. So what are we talking? Like you didn't even answer like what we're talking about. Oh, okay. what are we? <laughs> so what we're talking, talking about today, right? We're talking about just like different things that South Asian men can fix in the community. Wow. You know, whether it be them helping in the kitchen, whether it be them participating more with women's issues whether it be them like helping out with their sisters when they're getting yelled at whatever it is we got a lot of responses of different varieties so that is going to be you know the beginning of our episode we're also going to kind of talk about briefly before we get into that just our own experiences with the men in our lives you know why we think this episode is needed why the south asian community needs to talk about this more because i feel like a lot of the blame is usually placed on the men i mean sorry that that is a lie a lot of the blame is usually placed on the woman whereas the men kind of get away with a lot of stuff a lot Mm. of serious things so this is kind of like our introduction to bringing more accountability to the men in the south asian community in ethnic communities in communities in general and just you know starting the conversations um Mm. I'll, i'll say a disclaimer um, this episode is targeted towards South Asian men, but 
of course like this doesn't even need to be said but i i wanted to say it just in case there are people that do misunderstand the context and the point of the episode we're not talking about 100 percent of the men on the planet right in my opinion a majority of things we're going to talk about don't even connect to me and if i'm wrong you know you can you can correct me but mm. i think i think um we we all collectively know and i'm speaking to the guys right now um a lot of us if we're not messed up our friends are messed up if our friends are messed up our cousins are messed up if our cousins aren't messed up our father figures are messed up there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of males in the community that have some straightening to do that have to understand how to maneuver through women much better all the women mm-hmm. in their life um wh- whoever the woman is we all have something to get out of this conversation even if it's just a little bit i think like learning mm-hmm. learning about the struggles of women is an ongoing lesson and the same with women learning more about like what it what the life of a man is like it, it goes both ways but specifically yeah. in, in this context learning about the struggles of a woman compounds over time when you're 16 you have no idea what it's like to be a mother when you're 55 when you're a 55 year old man you have no idea what it's like to be a mother but you learn more as time goes on as, as long as you understand that you are never going to fully understand what they're what it's like to live in their shoes the the best thing that you can do for both parties is to just try your best to learn and and correct your own mistakes as much as possible so quick disclaimer we're yeah. not talking about 100 percent of guys but i think that 100 percent of guys will get something out of this conversation mm, that's a good that's for a good me? exit yeah. yeah so yeah we're not generalizing all men but if the shoe fits <laughs> right. It fits, right you know it does it's like you don't have to like we'll see you in the comments oh like you know not all men like we like you know this it, it's like it's, it's crazy it's like the guys that say not oh not all guys it's that guy that like we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> isn't that crazy like think about that like you're, i know you're the like, guy that we're like completely some some, right some, some of you guys come across this come across our instagram post i know we're gonna see the comment not all the guys just know it's you like it's literally you so like comment it whatever engagement get our shit up but it's you okay please recognize <laughs> this episode is directly directly for for you right so uh so i think we can start off with just like a brief i know like we're at this point people know our goddamn lineage and life history but <laughs> do, you want, lineage. do you want to give a quick recap you're extra of, funny in this episode today huh yeah it's the fasting i don't know <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give a quick recap of of you know what your upbringing was like yeah a little recap of the men in my life right so i got my mm. my my little brother who's actually a grown 23 year old man we got <laughs> <laughs> we got my father yeah. you know so my dad has always been working and he's always been you know the the um bread of the family right the, he brings the bread. The bread <laughs> he's been the brioche of my family he's been the pumpernickel of my house <laughs> Here you go. i forgot the word he's, okay he's the he bread has been our yeast <laughs> go ahead enough okay enough he's always been the breadwinner of the family all right you gotta cut out all these labs he's always been the breadwinner of the family and so because he was the breadwinner winner and i understand it he thinks that like you know after coming home from a long long day of work he's expected to just like sit on the couch just eat go to bed and do mm-hmm. it all over again tomorrow right which i understand you're tired so my mom was the one that did all the cooking, did all of the household chores, did all of the, you know, raising us, 
and it was kind of expected that like he did the outside work whereas the woman did the inside work and yeah. it just felt very um divided and so i grew up with that ideology and a lot of families grew up with this um this idea where like only the women stay at home and they kind of do the domestic work mm-hmm. and you know he never really understood the need for like my mom to work outside even though she eventually did start and she became a lot more independent once we got to high school and he just never really like gave her credit and i think a lot of men have this issue where they just think that just because they bring in the income everything else that a woman does is not to that standard it's not um it's not you're not supposed to respect it right yeah and then my brother as well i think i think when you have a father figure like then also when society is teaching you that my brother as well grew up with that ideology where he kind of grew up a little bit more spoiled than me i think i was spoiled just because i was the eldest daughter so like my parents bought me a lot of stuff whatever it is Mm -hmm. but like i think he grew up more spoiled where like he was able to go to school where my parents paid for it he was able to not have a job he was able to do um like relax a little bit more when i was the one being told to help in the kitchen or whatever it was even though it was a little bit better than most families, I think. I think we still had a very equal upbringing because we both did karate, but we both did like, you know, singing, dancing, like swimming. We still did um, kind of like the same thing. But there were still some subtle differences because of our genders. And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that a lot of men grow up to be um, a little bit more spoiled and they aren't able to do like the same things that women are able to do because they were just never taught to do that and they were just expected to sit down right so he's gotten a lot better now that I'm not living at home and he picks up his end of the bargain but I think because of society and because of my dad's influence and because of you know how the South Asian community is a lot of men just grow up very um, what's the word disabled <laughs> <laughs> wow disabled. no what's the word Dis- is it enabled or disabled? they grow up with one arm <laughs> any other All way right. <laughs> no. no i i get what you're saying um do you of, do you get of, it? <laughs> like like i'm trying um i i have a i have a question because i feel like it like you didn't fully answer it um other than like what's taught in the house i know you mentioned like you know, things that are prevalent in, like, the South Asian community. Why do you feel like guys, or not feel like, but why do a majority of the time, like, guys or the sons of the family are are most, are most spoiled in the house? And why is more pressure put on the woman? Because, like, in retrospect, if you think about it, with your dad doing, like, so much hard work and spending so many hours outside, it would make sense that that same type of like pressure would be put on your son. But a lot of the time it's kind of like the other way around. So why do you feel like it goes Mm -hmm. the other way around sometimes? I think there's a higher or a bigger pressure on the daughters or the eldest daughters of the family or the girls in the family because they're expected to be the caretakers. They're also expected to, you know, do all the things in the kitchen, but also have a good job where they have the, the, burden on their shoulders to take care of their family but i also know that sons have that burden too where they feel like they have to be the head of the family a lot of them feel like they have to have a good job and you know take care of the family in my case that didn't really end up it didn't really end up being like that um especially earlier on maybe now it is a little bit more but i think 
it's just girls are expected to do a lot more because of the because of history you know we were always taught to be the ones to just go out of our ways and do extra stuff to make everyone else around us happy you know even during like since we're talking about ramadan you always see like the moms or the aunts or the woman in the family bring the food to the the sons or the husbands in the living room and they're all eating they're still the women are still in the kitchen cleaning the plates and then making the food they're barely eating if they are they're kind of standing up and eating and they're like away from the the men so it's always been like that it's always like a traditional idea that the women have to be the ones serving the the men while they do basically nothing you know i feel like everybody has like those stories of like you know i remember my nanu used to tell me when she was 13 she used to like have to serve and and cook like for like 12 10 people like from like an early age and that's like that's their duty and they're like seen as like that's like the only thing or like one of very few things that they're really useful for is like if you're Mm -hmm. not cooking and if you're not cleaning like what else are you like providing and whether they're providing more or not it's like that's not the conversation it's the fact of like the way that men think about women I feel like is like the core of the problem. I feel like a lot of men are like, I'm a man and you're a woman. That means I do this and you do that. Whereas it should, it's more like, yo, like I'm a man, you're a woman. We're both humans. Yes, we have differences. You know, I feel like women are more like emotional based women, you know, as men, we have to better understand how women process emotions. Whereas like, for example, like if your mom is cooking so much at home and, you know, she doesn't want to complain about, having to do so much but she's under a lot of stress it's the man's job to understand like okay like my my wife my my girlfriend is stressed out right now i can sense that because i have emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence let me act accordingly and not keep acting like a dickhead because i'm a man Mm -hmm. you're a woman you know so i feel like Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the problems arise from from the man's side you know and there i feel like there are just so many women that go so and and men too obviously but this this episode is about women and how women go so underappreciated for so much that they do around Mm -hmm. the house but it's it's also interesting how you said that like women are more emotional i think that women are emotional but i think there is like a negative connotation that women are more emotional and so that means that they can't handle a lot of stuff and that they are the caretakers because they are emotional and they can handle kids and things like that but i also think that men are so freaking emotional like i've met the biggest like men cry babies and i think a lot of them just like women a lot of them hide their pain and a lot of them like disguise it so that they can be the tougher person they don't want to you know inconvenience anyone and a lot of women also do that and it's kind of like a back and forth if like one person doesn't reciprocate you know the emotional intelligence and the other person isn't going to do that so i think both parties are just both emotional i think men are just better at hiding it you know i I think when i when i said women are more emotional it's more like you know and we have these like not issues but these circumstances of like you know you're always more willing to talk about your like your feelings and like how you feel about something that's going on or something that's upsetting you you're always more like hey like this is going on whereas like men are often like whatever we're stoic we'll like it's not that important i have bigger issues so that's why i meant by mm-hmm. emotional like and, and i know yeah. that when that word is said it's it's correlated with like a crybaby or someone that can't handle stress but but that's what i meant by that and and yeah it's like yeah. i don't know like we we shouldn't even really get into like 
where the root of this even stems from because there's so much and unfortunately like literally every single family is different and that's something that i want to get into um with like just like a brief recap about my background um i know that i've I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast but one of the big reasons why we started the podcast um was because i feel like i had a very unique um perspective and experience as a brown man you know i was very unaware of like this whole world of like brown male privilege and a lot of the advantages and a lot of the spoiling that they get because I didn't have that growing up I'm not gonna say reverse but I had to take on a lot of responsibility in my house I'm the younger brother um I just had to uh I had to sacrifice a lot of myself for for my house you know I didn't grow up with too many South Asian people either I had one really close friend who was Indian who was literally like in pretty much the same shoes as me he had a little sister but um he was like the man of the house he had to he had to start paying for bills when he was 16 he had to break up fights he had to incorporate so much into into the family and you know i think one thing that i did get out of that friendship is i know that he grew up with a lot of anger issues and i think that that's something that i'm very happy to say that i don't have i probably got angry a lot when i was a kid and i mean but but when he was a kid he used to get really really angry and he never wanted to like admit why but like now that i'm older i can understand why it's because he had so much pressure on his back um like i'm i'm here to listen to what you have to say and again with with like all the responses that we got we got so many and i was reading through them and i'm learning as as time goes on because you know this is a whole world that i'm not accustomed to and but it's becoming more clear in my eyes and like i see it in like more family dynamics and you know, whether it's, like, people around me or, like, on the internet, like, I, I can see more vividly nowadays, like, how much more that the male will have in, in a house than, than the woman, you know. But, again, like, as for me, I, I didn't, I feel like my situation was a bit reversed. I'm sure there were situations that I'm not aware of that I had the upper hand in because I was a guy. I know there, I, I know there are, and I know that there are some that my sister has, like, in her head that, you know, she probably like doesn't want to say for whatever reason, that's fine. And I'm very grateful and I'm very happy that my sister had gotten those opportunities, especially with coming to know you and coming to know more about like South Asian women and how like rare it could be for a South Asian woman to move out at 18 and like to Mm -hmm. move to another city and to get like certain jobs in certain industries and to be like, you know, work in corporate America and and working up the corporate ladder. It's not super often. We don't see a lot of South Asian women faces in corporate America or so I'm, I'm learning as well. Cause again, like this is a new world to me, but, um, but as I get older, I, I better understand a lot of the privileges I have, not only as a man, but like, you know, as a, as a brown guy. Wish there were more people like you, huh? There are, you know, that's that's something I, I definitely want to make sure to say. Like, there's a lot of guys like me. I know a lot of guys like me, and it's hard to find it. I think it's hard to find it because the bad ones just make themselves more known. You know, like the mm, the good ones don't yeah. make themselves known because no good guys are gonna be like, look, guys, I'm good. Like, look, guys, like I get it because you don't you don't do that. That's by your actions. Mm. The bad guys not only do they show they're bad by their actions, but they show they show they're bad by the things they say, the things that they post, the mm. thing you know you can see it in like the family dynamic so yes i'm Mm. sure it's harder to find the good guys but i just think it's like the bad guys are just louder so do you want to move on to the responses that we got yeah yeah sure um 
Yeah, God, those responses. You ready for this? <laughs> Scar. Mushoon Mushoon response. One of you called us useless. Which like, okay, I get it. Like go off. Like you're you're mad. But relax. They said nothing else. So we're like, oh, you, what else can they you help are with? Useless. And they are useless. useless. But um yeah, we got a ton of responses from you guys. So on our story we wrote we are recording an episode on South Asian men, how they can be better and how they can help. So what are some things that they should do more of and why? So we got a lot of responses, right? We're going to go through some of them, talk about this. We got so many that we are considering doing a part two to this because we know that this is a very popular topic. So yeah. let us know in our comments on our Instagram if we should do a part two. So someone said, let's get going. Let's start. Yeah. Someone said empower their sisters and take a stand against abuse and forced marriages wow i I think let's focus on that first part which is just taking a stand with your sisters yeah with whatever Mm -hmm. it may be marriage Mm -hmm. or getting yelled at whatever it is i think that's something that a lot of i know that that's something a lot of sons don't do uh and i used to i honestly used to do this i I know i used to do this when i was younger and like my sister was getting yelled at i used to be like ha ha getting yelled at whereas like okay when you're a kid it's another conversation but like when you get older and you're more aware of the difficulty of a south asian woman's life compared to yours Mm -hmm. your your job your duty is to like stand by your sister and be like hey mom like i know like like you might be upset about this but like yo like like relax like she's fine like just like something simple like that or even if it's not words like the the words is like level two level one is like Yo, like, be cool with your sister. Like, stop yelling mm-hmm. at her. For... Be on her side. Yeah, like... You know, it's it's very interesting because, like, me and my brother, when, like, any of us would get yelled at, even if it was me or if it was him, it would kind of be like, okay, at least it's not me. Like, they're yeah. getting yelled at, it's not me. So it's kind yeah. of like you back off. So he would do the same thing. And then eventually, like, it would kind of just be against me, the yelling, and my brother wouldn't really say anything. Also, he was at school. Like, he was away for school. So, he wasn't home. But I would always tell him and call him saying, like, oh, it's always me getting the yelling. And also, he's not here to experience it. And I think parents kind of depend on your sibling to get, like, back up. So, instead of them backing up your parents, they should be backing up the sibling that's getting yelled yeah. at. Especially if it's for something, like, completely wrong, right? And so my brother, especially when he like came back for break or like when he finally moved back home, he started standing up to them and started supporting me more. And like he my parents kind of backed down more because they know it's just me and my brother on one side now instead of like him on their side or like me on their side. You know, like I'm going to stand up for my brother. It goes both ways. He's going to stand up for me. And that's what it should be. You know, it's not like a like a division where we should we should be on different sides or like even if. I am completely wrong and they're yelling at me or whatever it is or he's completely wrong. I'm not going to tell them that they're wrong right then and there in front of my brother. Like I'll tell him separately or like he'll tell me separately at the end like after they're not there anymore, right? Yeah. And it's like it's like a lot of the time um us as sons can bring like a fresh perspective to like a certain argument or situation that's going on in like a family. Like for example, like if a mother and daughter like keep arguing every day about like you know the mother likes oyster mushrooms but the daughter likes portobello mushrooms and they keep go arguing <laughs> why do you always go to <laughs> they're food? arguing they're arguing back and forth the mother is not understanding how it's possible for portobello mushrooms to be better you as a son could right. be like yo mom like i portobello mushrooms are pretty good you know and be like <laughs> and and it's 
it's the fact that like you're saying the same thing but it just coming from a different person it like it just does something to like your parents brain yeah because like mm-hmm. after a while of arguing with their daughter for so long they're ju- they're just gonna stop listening to them and it's just gonna be like yeah, they're numbed out it's gonna be like absent kind of arguing like absent-minded arguing mm-hmm. whereas like as your son like literally the smallest phrase could really do wonders and getting your parent mm-hmm. to think about something that like your the the daughter has been preaching for 20 years like then the son's like mom port portobello mushrooms try them out and then like you you don't even make make some from her like go go to yeah. the farm go to the farmer's market and you know get some portobello mushrooms you know we as sons can do so much for the daughters right. in the home and it's really not that hard it's so funny how like now my brother is like so much more on my side where like the other day i was home and like i got my family an air fryer mostly for my brother and my mom like has never used the air fryer before so she was kind of like oh like i didn't know it was look like they look like this like it's kind of smaller than i thought you know blah blah blah. and like she wasn't trying to fight or anything like she was not <laughs> arguing right and my brother was like your oldest daughter got you an air fryer and you're done you're not even appreciate <laughs> that's good that's like, good that's and i was like oh damn that's a good one i like that yeah that's, but then he took it too far uh. <laughs> yeah a lot of progress but i'm saying like damn that wasn't even a fight now you're just trying to fight for fun <laughs> now he's mad now you have to be on his side because now he's mad <laughs> yeah now he's mad <laughs> all right so the next response that we got something you know that goes with the theme cleaning the dishes after iftar or helping uh, yeah. out with chores yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a big one that's a big how one. we feel about that that's a big you one. you know another funny story hold on before you keep going so the other day i also went home right and i was having um like my mom was preparing iftar for the family and my brother came home like in the morning time and he was taking a nap because he was fasting so my mom came to my room at like six fifteen or something and she was like asking me to prepare iftar and I was like mad. So I was like, Why don't you ask your son to prepare iftar? Right? Mm-hmm. So I um I said that to her and then I finally went into the kitchen and then my brother came down like right at iftar time and I was like mad. I was like, Why didn't you help? And he was like, You came home one day and you didn't help. I've been helping like this whole <laughs> Ramadan session and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's progress. The fact that he's been helping. Yeah. Like that's different. That's good. That's good. And he handled yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good job. If you're listening, yeah. good job. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. Cleaning. Make him listen to this one. Yeah. Cooking and cleaning. I think, um, I think first off, it's, uh, it's different for every, every household. Um, some households are 50, 50, some households are 80, 20. A majority of houses are zero, a hundred. We'll keep it, we'll keep it up. Mm. I think something that I do apart from like, I'm, I'm active in cooking and cleaning, but apart from me being active, I think again, it starts off with the appreciation. I think a lot of the time, mm. m- men lack in the appreciation category. They don't appreciate the fact that a mother has cooked all this. They don't appreciate the fact that your mom took out the trash, your mom did your laundry, mm. your mom. It's kind of like expected. Did everything. It's expected. So, and I think a lot of the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of the time, women or moms don't want their sons to cook they just want their sons to like appreciate the fact that their mother cooked and to like show them like love and gratitude again it's probably different in every household at least for mine my mom never really wanted me to get into cooking like she never cared but i saw the look on her face whenever i showed her like love and like you know like hugged her and be like Mm -hmm. thank you mom and like and some of that i do a lot (laughs) even today but i did a lot when i was a kid it was like i would just like stand in the kitchen with her 
<laughs> yeah, you do that a lot. <laughs> I would literally just like stand beside her and watch her. Like I don't have to be helping, but like whether it's the presence, whether it's me recognizing the fact that she's doing all this and like make little going comments. grocery shopping with them. Going that's a big one, you know. And and again, this is all before actually even helping cooking and cleaning. Of course, that's that will help you 10 times as more, but I feel like most guys struggle with like literally the base level of like being appreciative spend time with your mom in the kitchen like take out the dishes put the dishes on the table like get some forks like literally the tiniest stuff will go (laughs) the bare minimum (laughs) like take out the glasses like a lot of time they don't want you to cook they just want you to like show them love you know Mm -hmm. yeah you you see me in the kitchen you see i be i be whooping it up i be Right by my mom. My mom my mom literally kicks me out. She's like, yo, please leave. Like you're literally in my space. You know, yeah, I'm still that's there. a good thing. Yeah, I'm still that's there. That's a good thing. That's like that's a good problem yeah. to have, you know. So guys, listen, mm-hmm. please, like like tomorrow, like just go stand there. <laughs> like see what she does. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, like ta- don't even like show your face. Like don't no, don't tell her that you're there. Just like stand there. Yeah. I'll do that sometimes where like I won't be making any noise. I'll just like stand behind her and yeah. she'll turn around and she'll get scared. <laughs> And then, like, she's scared, yeah. but like, she's happy. And if you want to take it to the next yeah. level, be like, like, ask her what she's making. Because a lot of time, and we got to keep it a buck, a lot of time we'd be seeing our mothers whipping it up. We don't even know what they're mm. making. <laughs> we just know they're yeah. making something. <laughs> yeah. Lot, like, you know, recently I started I started, I started writing um, recipes and a little yeah, cookbook, yeah, a little did. customized cookbook. Yeah. It's a cute little gesture, you know, just, like, listening and doing your part to participate, you know? Yeah. You know something my mom gets really happy at? I don't know what it is. I don't have it. But, like, my brother has this, like, talent where he's able to, like, taste something and he knows exactly what's in it. Like, all the flavor, <laughs> like, all the, like, the, I do not all the that. seasonings. No, he does. Like, he'll be just, like, putting it on his tongue and he'll be like, oh, salt, black pepper. <laughs> like, okay, that, salt, I don't know. obviously. No, no, but, no, but, like, more in depth. And my mom like loves testing him sometimes, where, where like she'll give him food, That's so cute. and he'll she'll be like, be like, what am I missing? Or like, <laughs> what does this taste like? Because like you know sometimes you'll eat something that they make and like it's conspicuous, like you don't know what it is. Yeah. So like she'll be like, I bet you won't guess what this is, <laughs> and then he'll put like one thing on his tongue and he'll be like, pumpkin grater, like you know he'll like say the sim- the thing what it is, and That's she gets so really happy about that because it's like oh yeah. like he's actually appreciating the taste and like. Yeah. He's saying, and like he'll always compliment the food before, you know, anyone else. And like some people kind of just start eating, and like they're eating without inviting the mom to the table. They don't compliment; they're just eating it, you know. And we're not even talking about the dads. The dads are yeah, the, the, the worst at this. But yeah, uh, man, like we got we gotta say thank you to our moms for cooking more often. We don't we really mm-hmm. don't be doing that enough. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like once a week. I'm talking about everything she makes. Literally, just say thank you. Cause she made that for you, you know. I I know yeah. when I first started cooking, it took me six and a half hours to make an egg sandwich, and my mom makes it <laughs> in, in a minute. And I'm like, mom, right. like, how do you do this? You know, so right. start like son specifically. Start saying thank you to your mom. Start standing next to her. Start asking her what she's making. And if you want to get into cooking, you know, I'm sure she'll be happy to introduce you. Yeah. So someone said men should educate themselves on women's issues. Yeah. I I would restate that to to men should reach out to women to learn more about women's issues on top of, of mm. course, do, do your own thing. But, you know, there's reading articles and then there's like actually talking to like a woman about and especially like a woman who like knows how to 
properly um, express the the topics because you know all women feel the struggles of women, but you know some women just explain it better. Mm-hmm. So definitely reach, and we all know women that can can express themselves. Because like well. I didn't I didn't see none of these guys talking anything about like the anti-abortion, anything about the women's march, anything about mm. woman-related issues. It's always about like football story here. Well, wow, or god knows what else but i only saw a woman talking about women's issues that's true that's true yeah i i think i think a lot of the time um i i think one it's because men just don't get it like men men hear the word abortion and they're like oh abortion it's just like a pregnant woman she's not pregnant anymore no there's so much more than that than just like, i think the we just don't care because it baby. doesn't affect them they think I, that it doesn't affect them directly i think they yeah you're right but i also think they don't care because they 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 don't get it like you care more about something if you understand it more and right off the bat you don't understand it because you're not a woman so like the the natural default is to like oh like you know i don't really care not the correct way to go about it obviously but i think that that's unfortunately the default is like men don't understand it i i'll let the women handle this one kind of thing um mm. but but absolutely men need to be more aware of not only women in general but like of south asian women struggles as well of eldest daughter struggles as well you know especially when you're like especially when you're a kid and you're a teenage when you're a young adult you have no idea how much your older sister will sacrifice for you for the entire family Mm. you don't even know you you don't know i mean and and she she isn't gonna tell you either because she doesn't want to pour out all of that on you because she still wants you to be good she still wants you to be successful wants you to do her own thing she's not going to tell you a hundred percent of the brunt she'll tell you like a little bit she'll tell you like yo you you know like and a lot of the time when the eldest sister tries explaining it to the younger brother um they'll come off a little angry they'll come off a little frustrated but that just comes from like years of you not getting it you know and like you're gonna go like oh like stop being so dramatic or like oh like it's not that serious it is that serious she's just like upset at the fact that you still don't get it at the same way that you you would be 10 times more upset if you were in her situation i think that's important to remember a lot of time mm-hmm. a lot of time the son would be a hundred times more upset if they were in their daughter's shoes and they don't even know it you you don't even you don't even know it so absolutely like you 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 have to be more aware of of what what women are going through um you lot. you have to be more aware of it have the willingness to learn about it do your own research ask your sisters your mothers whatever it is have that direct um knowledge as well but also be in solidarity with them and yeah. stand up with them you know instead of just expecting women to fight a woman's fight and just standing on the sidelines when your sister is getting, you know, verbally attacked or whatever it is. Yeah. So someone said, admit that they have trauma and go to therapy and so that they don't repeat the cycle of abuse. Yeah. Mm. I, I think I think it's um I think that's something that they're going to have to figure out themselves. Um, I think a lot of time and this is coming from my experience as as a young man, is whenever somebody told me that i needed therapy or that i didn't understand anything or that i just don't get it it just got me more upset and frustrated 
but I think there comes a time in a young man's life where they, on their own journey, recognize that they don't know anything. And but that's the thing. I feel like a lot of men only go to therapy because it's their partner forcing them to go to it or like saying that, oh, I'm not going to be with you anymore if you don't do therapy to save this relationship. I don't I don't I'm sure that happens, but I don't I don't think that's true. I feel like most most men go to therapy on like their own decision and their own basis. I think things like happen to lead up to them committing into therapy that might include women. But I think a majority of time. It has to be the man's decision. I'm sure it happens in relationships. I'm sure that happens. But um, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, I think, you know, as the woman, instead of just like barking at the male figure to get help, like see, like get help. You don't get it. Get help. I know that's coming out of frustration and anger, but I think it's important to remember that like that that's not going to make them go to therapy. It, it might make some, but I think we also have to be a little bit cautious of how men will consume that message because like no man wants to feel disrespected no man wants Mm. to feel like you know they're help they're helpless you know that that they're not contributing so but in, in general of course more men need help and more men need to learn emotional intelligence but i think it's important to to remember that for men, it, it's it's hard for men to get into therapy. I think it's easier for women to get into therapy because, again, they're they're more emotionally based and understand how they're feeling better. Men don't know how they're feeling. Men men think that like the 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 mind is is not as complex as it really is. They just think it's like I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm annoyed. Whereas like no, there's there's so much trauma that goes into what creates those feelings for you personally and therapy looks different for every single person so i think as the woman you can mention you can discuss the value of having emotional intelligence and you can talk about how learning more about yourself is just going to help you succeed more in life in general apart apart from the women but of course men you 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 guys need help and like men can say that guys need to help guys like Guys help guys mm. more than women help guys. A guy's message will intercept a guy's head more than a woman's message will. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, depending on the topic, of course. But I think when it yeah. comes to something like therapy, I think if I had a group of guys and like they all went to therapy and they're all talking about how great it is, of course, I'm going to be a hundred more times inclined to go to therapy than if I'm hanging out with like four girls and, ta- and they're talking about therapy, mm. you know? So why do you think it's so hard for men, and especially especially South Asian men, to get in touch with their emotional side? I think I think first off, a lot of men don't understand the complexity of their mind. You know, men men are very fact based. Men are very like this happened, so that means this. They're they're very like very straightforward with their emotions. They're like, I'm feeling sad because this happened. And now that I have the answer to why I'm sad, I'm good. I'm going to just get over it. Whereas women are more complex with their emotions. They're more like, I'm feeling this way because like this combined with this and this happened and combined with a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. And now this is what is in my head. And I understand that even though I know why I'm upset or maybe I, I still don't know, there's more than just knowing about your emotions. There's a lot of healing 
and a lot of maneuvering through emotions that has to be done. And that's what men don't understand. Men don't understand that you have to heal. Men don't understand healing. I think women understand healing. Men think mm-hmm. that once they have the answer or what they think is the answer, they'll close the book and move on. Um, mm. And I, I think that that's what stops a, little, a lot of guys because a lot of guys will say the same shit. They'll say, I don't need therapy. I, I'm a, I don't need no therapy. I say that. <laughs> I say, so, so they're not I don't need no therapy. And, and that, right. that I don't need therapy comes from you, you believing that you have your life figured out. And that comes from just the fact that you think life is so like simple, um, and women see the world a lot more a lot more dynamically. So I think that's mm-hmm. like the genetic difference. And again, I think there comes a time in every man's life when he's like, "Man, like I I I don't know anything." I remember that time mm-hmm. in my life. You know, I think every guy remembers mm-hmm. that that point in their life when they're like, "Damn, like I I've been messing up," you know. All right, so let's do one last response for this episode. As you guys know, you know, we want to do a part two. So let us know if yeah. we wanna if we should do a part two. All right, because we got a lot more. All right, we only yeah, got like five, right, that we did talked talked about in this episode. So someone said men should respect women and call out their friends. Calling out their friends is a big yeah. one. That's a big thing. You know what I've seen? What a lot seen? of abusers. A lot of alleged. Whew. You know. S-A-ers, a lot of alleged R-A-P-I-S-T-S. Not a, not allegations. A lot of a, a lot of their a lot of their boys are still besties with these people. Nah, he didn't do that. Nah, nah, yeah, chill, he didn't do that. chill. Nah, he's nah, not he, like that. Yeah, I've yeah. known I've known him since five. But he wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are the ones trying to cover up their boys' tracks. Yeah, they a are. lot of them are trying to, you know, still bring those boys to the hookah lounges and Right. connect other girls with these alleged sayers wow so what we got to say about that i think there's a lot of guys that will just like talk poorly about women like apart from like the physical stuff of course it's not allowed mm, we don't yeah. to- we don't tolerate that but what like, happens like what's it what is it called boy boy locker room like boy, talk? like yeah like locker room talk which is like yeah, yeah like like we and and any adult can differentiate like what is truly just for like humor and what is actually like not something right to say or something that is said with the wrong intent like we can recognize that i think a lot of people avoid that just because they want to make everything funny because they don't want to be confrontational but um a lot of you guys know which one of your friends is a little messed up when it comes to like women's emotions and like the and understanding women like you guys know but you guys will base it all in humor just because you don't want to confront your friends um i've i haven't done too much of this again because like i i feel like the guys that i grew up with have been have been all right um but i know that this is something that happens a lot just just making everything a joke there can be jokes jokes are fine but but you guys understand what's what's a joke and what's not and what's not a joke don't make it don't keep it a joke because you know it's not mm. you know it's for real you know you you know this one friend actually thinks what he said you know that mm-hmm. if 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 your jokes um what the hell is the hotline pitch line oh god god here she goes <laughs> punchline 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 <laughs> if your jokes punchline is hotline. always involving <laughs> hello <laughs> hello thanks for calling <laughs> Shut up. If 
your jokes punchline is always involving insulting woman. And I, I hate to break it to you. Your joke's not funny. <laughs> your joke's not funny at all. It's yeah. just sick in the head, you know. And it's a lot just of sick time, in the head. And a lot of time, we didn't even get into this. And this is <laughs> this is a topic for another episode. But a lot of these jokes, you know what they're based in? What? A man's insecurity because he can't pull no because hey. he can't pull no shorty. He can't talk to hey. no girl. He never got kissed well, the on the lips. Toronto accent came out. He he never <laughs> hugged. He never hugged no girl. He didn't get no action. That's why you're like, man. <laughs> like that's what that's that's literally like the the villain arc of a guy is when he's like rejected like his first kiss. He's like, I hate women now. <laughs> And it's not my fault because who wouldn't kiss me? <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is based on uh, men, men's insecurity, which is a long pipeline. Um, but that's, uh, a, that's a whole other episode. Call out, we a, get call out your friends, man. Call out your friends. Yeah, we got a lot of episodes within this just this one, right? Yeah, we got to do a lot of, of extensions to just this episode. Lot of them. Good thing we're doing this podcast forever. Yeah, exactly, guys. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot more content coming just around these yeah, men. Yeah, wow. Wow. All right. You ready to close off the episode? Yeah, let's close off saying one good thing about men. Not about me, about you know, like, you know. Yeah, no, I'll I'll say a little comment about you. Okay. You know, something about men, actually just this man. He kills the he kills the the bug sometimes. Like once there was a bug. <laughs> And I saw it on the wall, and I yelled his name, and he punched it. <laughs> how dare he? Yeah. Yeah, how dare he? I do more than that, So though. That's a good one. Yeah, you do. You do. Like what? Please. Sometimes Other than like, a, a book killer. Sometimes you'll, like, make me some, some like, fire bagels okay thank you guys for listening to our episode (laughs) (laughs) this woman has labeled me a buck killer and a bagel maker (laughs) i have nothing else (laughs) i have nothing else to to provide no you got you got some good qualities yeah i could tell this man's a good one because he's able to actually emotionally talk about his feelings and that's a rare phenomenon unfortunately barely Got ask a podcast me, together for a reason. Ask, ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about men? I think I think you know this wasn't the topic of this episode, but I think that there's a lot that a man goes through that a woman is also not gonna understand. I think mm-hmm. men need to be okay with expressing themselves. I know it's not gonna go from zero to a hundred, but you start at one percent and you make progress. I've gotten a lot better. When I was a kid, I didn't say nothing to nobody. Now I say mm. very little to very little people. <laughs> so I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten better. But I think I think um, and and I think something to also note is that a lot of guys are currently on like that path of getting better. We don't get recognized for doing work. We get recognized for being better or for like six or for meeting goals and i think a lot of men a lot of men are in the pipeline right now and i think as women when we see men get better with things we women should highlight those things and women should be like Mm. yo i see you you get this now thank you or you've gotten better at this thank you because a lot of men are Mm. working right now and you know they're working hard because they know that 
they have to meet the the end goal to to get recognized and to be appreciated but i think to just help make the process better women women should just be you know endearing to the fact that like a lot of these guys are trying to be better Mm, good one yeah that was a good episode huh yeah you're welcome it's me masha munir yeah finally it was needed after 80 something episodes follow me on instagram if you you want to hear more all right any 10 second advice add lemon to your water add lemon to your water it tastes yeah better. yesterday me and ami were looking at that drink that you had on the <laughs> table it had lemon in it yeah. and then it had like ice cubes in it yeah. but the lemon had like still the sticker on it and it was just a big oh, yeah, like sorry. chunk in there sorry like you didn't squeeze it in there no i did i did you couldn't tell you're far away from the camera you weren't looking hard enough but it was squeezed um add some lemon to your water it tastes better um vitamin c i i think i don't know i'm just a boy add some ice cubes uh chug it down and uh uh thank thank me later my advice is now that it's springtime you know take a little walk all right (laughs) please no i'm not letting you get away with that i'm not letting her get away with take a walk (laughs) please give me something else please this is not freaking mary had a little lamb like the happy caterpillar like this is not kindergarten you literally said put put lemon in your water that's more dynamic now this is just double standards (laughs) please can i can i like actually like this coming from the heart can i please have something else You know, consider having, if you're fasting, consider having a little iftar party with your friends, but also yeah. like people that don't celebrate Eid or don't participate in Ramadan. Yesterday I had a cute little, you know, date, iftar date with my Hindu best friend and we celebrated and like she didn't eat or drink any water oh. for like four hours. Oh. And then she didn't drink anything until the time to break fast and it was so cute. I think that's a good one. All of our non-Muslim listeners... Celebrate a little iftar with your with your Muslim friends. Yeah, and it's okay if you say Eid Mubarak instead of Ramadan Mubarak. It's, it's okay. It's still, like we see that you're trying. You know. Yeah, yeah, good one. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, we would like to make a part two. Again, we would like to make a part two or a part three. Even we have a lot more to say, and I know you guys do too. So we yeah. might make an extension for this. Let us know in the comments if you would like us to make that. But yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Difficultish, on our TikTok at Difficultish Podcast. Follow Mashoon at Mashoon Munir. Check out his his blog, Mashoon.com. <laughs> Check out my Instagram at LabyrinthAv and TikTok. And, and if you made website. it this, this far, I want to see some lemons on our Friday post. Some lemon emojis. Mm, yeah, Drop we saw the penguins lemons. in our last, last week's post. Thank yeah. you. All right. Well, we love you guys. Ramadan Mubarak, and we'll see you next week. Allah Ciao. Hafiz.